0: yeah it was uh it was St Patrick's Day, and then you know everybody's sloppin' all over each other and then uh the governor got on was pissed and said that's it. Shut us all down and yeah, so we had to close down. hey, it's Josh. Before we get started with this episode, I just want to ask that if you're listening, please subscribe in your podcast app so you'll get notifications when new episodes come out. And if you like this episode, share it with a friend and maybe leave a review. It will really help us out. Okay, enjoy the episode. Breaking news tonight, the coronavirus forcing millions more Americans into virtual lockdown.
1: Our country wasn't built to be shut down. This is not a country that was built for this. It was not built to be shut down. America will again and soon be open for business. Uh, Very soon. A lot sooner than uh three or four months it's some- there's a lot of anxiety there's a lot of fear um there's a
0: lot of you know wondering if you're risking your life by going to work
1: in this episode of restart america i'm excited to interview keith kimball the founder of run chicago kimball hails from winston salem north carolina and attended the university of tennessee where he studied political science after college he went into marketing and sales working in the automotive industry and legal fields helping businesses build their customer bases and increase profitability. While he may not think he's an athlete by any means, Kimball has always shown an interest in fitness. As a hobby, he taught indoor cycling, mostly as a way to snag free gym memberships. Over the years, in addition to indoor cycling, he branched into most fitness disciplines from strength to aqua aerobics with elderly populations, all while maintaining his full-time sales gig. In 2010, Kimball gave up his sales job and moved into Finda's full-time. However, to maintain his income level, he taught upwards of 40 classes per week to hundreds of gym members. In 2017, Kimball decided to open his own group fitness gym, Run Chicago, with a very simple concept, group fitness on treadmills set to banging music playlists. I can also say Keith really does an excellent job at Run Chicago. I've been there many times and even qualified for my best marathon training weekly with Keith, so it's a real treat to have him here today. Thank you, Keith, for being here and restarting America. Thanks for having me. So Keith, to start off, was tell us about you and how, uh, how we came to talk today.
0: Um, let's see, uh, like, it, like I said, my bio, um, I studied political science in, uh, in school, so uh, obviously, uh, obviously I ended up in sales. <laughs> Um it's a net it's a natural path. Uh yeah. So then uh you know, I was just I'm just a professional salesman. That's that's really because <laughs> I didn't have a whole lot of guidance before college. I, I honestly didn't know what political science was, <laughs> to be totally honest with you. Um not, Do you know honestly, what it is now? Honestly. Uh yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, sort of. <laughs> sort of it it's changes. Um I sort of know what it is now. So anyway, was, yeah, I was in sales forever. Um uh, I started in professional sales in like nineteen ninety nine so um yeah pre working from home when nobody worked from home uh pre yeah com- completely different than everything is now um so yeah I, I did i did professional sales um I always just liked being my you know even though in most sales gigs uh m- most corporate sales gigs you have a boss but i mean you're kind of your own boss um at all times. Um, And that's, that's what I liked about it. Uh, A nine to five desk job was probably never for me. I was always out in the field talking to people. Um, And yeah, so uh, I, I, after college, I moved to Nashville. Uh, I lived there for about seven years. Um, When I, when I lived in Nashville, uh, just, you know, over time, I got pretty super fat. Um, I was about 280 pounds by the time I was uh probably 26 that was so that was 20 years ago now I was pretty big i ran up some stairs and i was out of breath and i figured that's probably not a good thing so whatever i just i just started and um and you know i i'm an i'm an innovator i'm a hustler i knew my own uh i knew my own weaknesses so um, i'm really good at painting myself in a corner Um, i lost weight by parking my car three miles away from my house (laughs) so i ran home at night and this is pre Uber, pre Lyft. I couldn't be late for my first meeting. So I had to run to my car in the morning and have time. So anyway, I literally, that, that's how I lost weight. That's literally how I lost weight. There how was, long did you do that for? If, Oh, years. Uh, I probably lost, I mean, doing that. I mean, as, as I lost weight, working out became easier. Um, but at the very beginning, there was no way I was gonna haul my ass up and just and there was it was, just would not happen. It would not happen. So, I got a three mile run walk sort of, but I lived in Nashville, so it was super hilly, um, at least where I lived in Hillsboro Village, uh, not too far from the Vanderbilt campus. It was very, very hilly, so it was tough. So anyway, I lost a lot of weight, and um, then uh, I guess I was around thirty and I moved to Chicago um honestly because nashville became just just felt really small and i always wanted to live in a big city um i wasn't a big fan of new york or la so i picked chicago i you know visited there over the years didn't really know that many people so um actually i didn't know anybody an old girlfriend that was it literally the whole city um and uh still in contact with today actually (laughs) but uh, oddly enough um So I moved to Chicago and um, I started, uh, you know, still doing my full time. I literally just, since you're a professional salesperson, there is a nice thing about doing that, that no matter where you are, you need to sell something. So I literally had a friend that was a uh, a corporate recruiter and I just said, Shane, just find me a job in Chicago. So uh, he found me a job in Chicago. I found, he found me a couple, I interviewed for him, picked one that I liked and I literally quit my, uh, my, my job in Nashville on a Friday and I started on a Tuesday, the next job. Um, so, uh, yeah, yeah, so I was already pretty into fitness then, um, I'd never been a member of a gym in Nashville, I just kind of did my own thing, um, and, uh, anyway, so when I moved to Chicago, uh, I joined the old Lakeshore, um, Lakeshore Athletic Club, um, on Stetson, right next to the, uh, downtown Chicago, so I, I joined the gym there, and, um, I took a woman's spin class for a couple years, and sooner or later, we ended up dating, and then, um the gym that i was the gym that I was at was going out of business. And if a gym's going out of business and they have a hard time paying instructors, it's not a great way to attract instructors uh, not paying them. So, um, so my, my girlfriend, I said, you enjoy spinning. You're good at talking to people. Why why don't you get certified and start teaching spin They'll get your membership for free? I'm like, yeah, it works. So I taught my, so I taught my, so I taught my first, uh, taught my first spin class to one person, literally one person. He left halfway through, um, literally he's like, it's not, it's not you. It's, it's not you. It's I had to go. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess I'm done. Um, so anyway, so I taught one class, uh, And they didn't pay us. I mean, they, they, I mean, that, 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 that gym is long gone. I, they gave me a check to bounced. It was amazing, but, uh, (laughs) but I did, but I, but I I did get my gym membership that worked out. Um, and I just really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed teaching. Uh, I enjoyed teaching spinning, you know, indoor cycling. I I loved it. So, uh, I interviewed at, um, a cup, I interviewed at a gym called FFC here in Chicago. Uh, I taught there, um, and this is like no experience. This is like teaching to like three people. And I don't know, I guess I was good at it because they were like, oh yeah, we'll take that. Um, and literally there were, I got, I got through about half of my inter. I got half of my auditions at Equinox, a really fancy gym where I didn't fit in at all. Oh my God. They hated, they, they, I wasn't, they're great people. It's just not my deal. It's, it's a lot of uh, stainless steel and a lot of people wearing black, uh, not really my jam. But I taught there. It paid. So I had gym memberships all over the city. Um, so I taught, you know, I was like two classes, then three, then 10, then 15. Um, I think when I got up to around 15 and I was still doing my, uh, my sales gig. So I was working two full-time jobs, essentially. There are a lot of full-time instructors that teach 15 to 20 classes a week. Um, so I was doing the 15 to 20 and um, doing my sales gig. And then I thought, um, why not just do fitness full-time? And my, you know, and my wife, um, uh, my wife, we, I got married, you know, in the process of that. And then uh, my, my wife said, why, why don't you just teach, why don't you just teach full time? Um, because that by that time, I was not just teaching spin, I was basically just teaching anything, anything that wasn't dance, <laughs> anything that wasn't dance or yoga, um, any kind of strength or any kind of endurance you know, class was fine. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, we, we weren't sure if it was going to work out. But. It was not a problem. It was way better than I ever thought. Um, but I was had had I was I went from two full time jobs to one very kind of sort of part time job. So I just you know went crazy and took every opportunity that I got. And um, what was way better peak. about it? What's that now? What was way better about it when you changed about what about about, about teaching? changing
1: about changing? Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. It was. It's so much fun. Like nobody was ever sad to see me. Like when you're, in, when you're in sales, like no one's ever really like, yeah, yeah, he's here. He's here. Cool. Come on in. No. I mean, they liked me. They were fine. They bought. They, you know, I had good relationships with my clients, but no one was ever super jacked to see me. Um, I'm sure they would have done something else. But in fitness, they came to see me. I mean, you know, they came to see me. Like that, I never had that before. I never had that experience. Um, in my life really like a job where people were like pretty i don't know if a lot of people have a job where they're where their clients are excited to see them <laughs> or at least they definitely got out of bed at six in the morning to come see you so that's
1: and i can I, say i, I, I did if, that a bunch of times
0: right yeah, no of- and that was my for you that was my job yeah thank you yeah exactly and I never had that before, and so I guess it filled a, a, a big, empty spot in my heart, like that, that many people wanted want, want wanting to see me. anyway, so um, yeah, I was teaching forty classes a week. I was making six figures as a spin instructor. I remember before I did that, my father said, no one would you can't do that as a job. You can't do that as a, that's not a job. Yeah, it actually was. I made a little bit more in sales, but it actually wasn't that big of a hidden in income. I was, we were doing okay. Um, so um, that and um i don't know you just you know i taught a lot of classes um but you know you you learn you, you you learn how to do it you learn how to move your body in a way that doesn't destroy you um i literally taught spin classes never got on a bike i never i by, by the last year i never got on the bike i was like yeah yeah back yeah it's one movement it's, it's one <laughs> movement one movement in a sagittal plane right back and forth back and forth got it okay so that was it i, I could i could teach just using the mic and walking around the room um and that's how I did it. So, um, and now moving from that, uh, the reason I opened run Chicago is I guess then I was, you know, 40. Um, and I didn't want to be uh, a spinning instructor at age 55. Cause I knew that the, uh, I knew that the shine would definitely, I would definitely lose the shine at some point, And then I'd just be the old guy. And, um, I mean, Nothing against the old, I'm kind of the old guy now, I guess, depends on who you're talking to, but I didn't want to be, like, where do you go? Like, you can't do that at 65, you'd look like a freak, and and plus, since I studied, I studied political science, I didn't have a whole lot of marketable. I mean, sales are all soft skills, I mean, I have, a, I have a great resume, but at the end of the day, I didn't have an MBA, I didn't have a, I, I wasn't a doctor, you know what I mean, I didn't have any, I, you know, I wasn't a CPA. I didn't have anything hard and fast on it. So that kind of scared me a little bit. Um, cause like, what if I was like 60 years old and all of a sudden, yeah, they don't want to talk to you anymore. They don't, you're, this is not a thing. What would I do? So I haven't been in sales in like 15 years. So, um, yeah. Oh, you guys do everything on the computer now. That's weird. Um, yeah, I could, I, I you, you get it. You know, you get a, there, there's a lot of, there's a lot of studies. Now you leave the workforce for a certain amount of time and it's a, It. You're. You're. You start losing value pretty fast. The longer you're out of the workforce, so essentially, I was out of the workforce, um, out of the sales workforce. I knew, I knew it was going to be hard to go back. So, um, yeah. So I we opened Run Chicago. I was leaving a um, I was leaving a spin class one night, and um, I thought, what if we just had? Because tr- I already taught treadmill classes too. I just didn't do it with music. So I was leaving the uh, I was I was leaving a spin studio, and I thought to myself, what if we? Um, what if I did? this with treadmills and kind of put it in the back of my brain. And then about a month later, um, there was a something called the mile high run club in New York. I read it was on Facebook and I read about a treadmill studio opening up and I'm like, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I wanted to do. So that gave me a little bit of validation. I thought, well, maybe that would work out. Um, So then about a year, I mean, it took that took about a year and a year and a half to actually get the studio up and running. Um, just trying to get the money. Like if you don't have, I mean, we did okay, but you know, not a ton of liquid cash. And as I quickly, as I quickly figured out, if you want to open a gym, it'd probably be a good idea to have a whole lot of liquid cash, which we did not have. But we opened it up, and that was three years ago. Um, that was three years ago, August twenty eighth, and August twenty eighth would be three years. So well, just being open, That's yeah, three three years, man. Never run a business before. I was a spin instructor. You know, I, I guess I, you know, that's just, how, that's just my jam. I just, I just figure it out. Um, yeah. So that's, that's opening run Chicago.
1: What has it been like in the last three years of being at run Chicago? How have you built that up and survived?
0: Um, you know, just hustling on, <laughs> honestly, at the very beginning, um, I taught most of my classes. I taught most of the classes at the gym. So I was teaching like 30, of them. but you're teaching running classes. So you're really coaching off the treadmill. So I could probably teach a hundred it wouldn't because I really honestly enjoy it it's not it's not a pain um so I that's really kind of what that's what kept us in business is I was I didn't have any payroll um I I didn't really hire my and I didn't really hire another instructor I had one woman who taught who still teaches for me three years later she still teaches for me people tend to stick with me um they um I had one person just to kind of fill in for me and that was my person, so my my payroll was like and i didn't I didn't pay myself either. Um, that's how <laughs> you don't pay yourself and you don't pay anybody else that that's how you stay in business for three years uh, well that's that at least that's the way it started. Yeah, if I had had a gigantic payroll, there's no way i I, I way overestimated how easy it was going to be to build way overestimated, but you adapt
1: what opportunities have you seen in like growing the business?
0: How have you, how have you
1: have adapted?
0: Yeah. Um, at the very beginning we just did, um, we just did running classes. I figured, you know, soul cycle, flywheel, actually just soul cycle now because now flywheel does other things too. They had to figure it. You just can't do running because it's, it's just too, I honestly think it's too difficult of a discipline for some people. Like I'm a spinning bike. You can totally fake that. You, You could, you could do a spin class and not lose your and not lose your breath. Just don't do any resistance. You would never feel it. So I think a lot of people are doing that, but that's fine. But anyway, you can't fake a treadmill class. You can't. you can't. <laughs> I guess you could try it just wouldn't happen so um so how we adapted how we adapted and grew is I started um, doing thirty minute run classes followed by thirty minute yoga classes, you know thirty minute run classes followed by thirty minute strength classes. I was the only one doing running and yoga i think there, i don't I may still be the only person in Chicago doing a half running half yoga class i don't don 't quote me on that, but it's not it 's certainly not something that everybody's doing um, just adapted. Just adapted. Doing the running and the yoga was kind of a was kind of a big turning point. If if we had just been doing running classes, I don't I don't think we would have made it. Um, yeah, that's how I adapted. I changed. I, we, running's always a part of it, but put other things with it.
1: And as a as a consumer of of Run Chicago, I can say that you also have been creating wonderful loyalty with people and uh, reason to come back. And I think I've been there over 50 times. So um, obviously there's a lot of magic sauce that you're not necessarily talking about. So congratulations to you, but I kind of want to talk about why we're here today mm-hmm. and um, in terms of like how COVID-19 is impacting your business as I'm sure it has impacted a lot. Will you talk about that?
0: Yeah. Um, so ugh. <laughs> the COVID was just one more thing that happened. When we opened up, I opened up sharing the space with a CrossFit gym that had been around for 10 years, and four months after we moved in, they went out of business. What? So then we lost our lease. So I had to actually close and restart a week later. So we literally had to change neighborhoods, and in Chicago, and anybody lives in a big city, you know that neighborhood to neighborhood. I didn't realize it, but you literally moved down the street. It's a totally new crowd. It's and so we basically had to start over, and um, so basically every year something terrible happens. Uh, first year, uh, the first year, first year I lost my lease and had to move, and the second year, uh, COVID happened. So really, I've been here before. Um, so. We actually, it was a blessing, we moved to a much better area, a much better area, much better demographic, much better visibility, much much bigger street visibility. So actually, in March of, uh, 20, uh, of 2020, um, we were doing great, we were doing great. We had a lot of money in the bank, I mean, a lot, a lot for us. A lot, so I wasn't really worried about paying the rent. That's what I mean, in case anybody's really listening. I had enough money, I wasn't worried about paying the rent and paying people, it was fine. Everything was okay, I wasn't losing any sleep anymore. Um, and then yeah, halfway through March, um, I was one of the first ones that laughed about COVID because yeah, I'm a political science major, man. Don't buy that what the media says. They're, they're just looking for a story. I remember joking to my people. and everybody's, Oh yeah. This, ah, like, oh, Oh, the NBA shut down. Oh, <laughs> Oh God. Hockey's gone. Major billion dollar companies are shutting down. This is probably not a joke. Um, so yeah, mid March, I guess it was, I guess, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was St. Patrick's Day. And then, you know, everybody's slopping all over each other. And then uh, the governor got on was pissed and said, that's it shut us all down. And yeah, so we had to close down. Luckily, we had enough money in the bank. So I wasn't worried about paying the rent. Um, but yeah, we were closed. March twentieth. we shut down. And then I guess we sort of we, we like I did like I did when I introduced running and yoga like I we just adapted we started uh, the very first thing we could do is classes in the park oh actually we did Instagram classes <laughs> we did Insta- That's what. We- <laughs> how long has it been it- that was years ago right it was like three weeks I don't even remember um so I have a couple of really good instructors that are really good on camera which I am not um so we did uh just to kind of keep our name out there just honestly we did we wanted to keep our name out there and let everybody know that we were still alive so we did instagram live classes and um i just had people pay us over uh (laughs) venmo just like i knew we weren't going to make i wasn't going to be able to pay the rent with online classes there there's no way um so i literally just did the venmo payment so i could pay the instructors because coming coming i didn't open i opened the business as an instructor so i so I know your instructors are the business. Without the instructors, it literally doesn't happen. So I felt, A, I felt bad for the instructors, but B, they need to be paid for their time. And actually, our membership and people all over the world, I think, um, at least all over the U.S., um, you know, people have, the instructors have friends, they took their classes, people donated to the instructors, and I just, I just split it up. We, did, we didn't take any of that money. We just, uh, we, we just gave it to the instructors to keep them paid until we could open, until I could figure it out um and then yeah then we opened up uh then we 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 were allowed to do 10 person outdoor classes we did some boot camps out in the park down the street um yeah yeah and how it's impacted us as well is i'm really blessed with a really great landlord um which i mean without her we would just be gone I mean, it's it's a little we kind of we were, were kind of in this together because the my space that I rented from her was open for a whole year before I moved in. And I don't think demand for retail space has gone up since COVID. So it's kind of I think, you know, she's wonderful and lovely. Um, but what else was she going to do? She could kick me out. She could take that half rent that I paid her or she could take nothing. That's just being mean about it. I'm sure she's a, she's a businesswoman, So I'm sure you're like, Oh, he's going to pay me a thousand dollars this month. Great. <laughs> then she asked for 1250. I'm like, okay, I can give you 12. I mean, literally it was down to that. Like just kind of like just paying her whatever we could figure out and scrape up, um, and digging into some personal cash. But honestly, we were doing so well before we closed down that I could at least pay her something every month. Um, yeah, so we've always been paying not the full amount without her, we would have been closed. Um, and yeah, so then, then we reopened sort of, um, we reopened sort of, um, I guess, I don't even know. Last month, I mean, last month we entered phase four where we could do indoor classes with 10 and under, um, you can do three feet apart with, uh, partitions and you can do six feet apart without partitions and everybody has to have their face covered. How has that so, been? That's what better than I thought. Honestly, I mean, we're not killing it, and I'm like, I still can't pay the full rent uh, yet. Uh, hopefully, we can at some point. But better than I thought. I mean, we are uniquely positioned uh, for this because we were never that big. Like we we have 12 treadmills, so it, I don't even know how the big boxes are gonna. I don't even. Their pockets can only be so deep, but. Like, I literally was – I was an instructor at a gym years ago. They would have 1,200 check-ins in a day. Like, we, had, we would have, like, 30 people in a day over, like, four classes. So we were, we're – you know, for better or worse, we're kind of uniquely positioned for this. Small – oh, that was always our thing. And I didn't have a staff of 10 people washing towels. I still wash the towels. Right before we closed down, I almost got a washing service because I, I almost got a big head and had someone like, "I had it. I had the guy's card, and he gave me a quote, and I'm like, i'm going to oh, never mind, I'll, I'll go, never <laughs> mind. Thank God I didn't sign that thing. that would owe that money too. But um literally, like about two weeks before I was like, "Yeah, we're killing it, man. I'm getting a towel service. I'm going to live a little. I don't want to wash towels at three in the morning anymore. This sucks. Um, but yeah, that's how we're making it. We're super small um, So,
1: and Keith, I know you also, I mean, you've talked about being a hustler and I've seen it out of you in many different ways. And um, you're also a real estate broker during this period. Will you talk about that and what that's been like and how you kind of transitioned into there and how you keep managing your business?
0: Yeah, also, thank God I did that. Uh, Because as I said before, like, you know, I pay myself for a little while, but then it kind of, you you really can't afford to pay yourself that much. Uh, You know, the, the... a new a startup business the owner is generally the last person getting paid um which was certainly our case um but my wife said why she said one day why don't you do real estate i'm like oh okay i can do that because that's kind of a workaround you're i mean you work a lot but you definitely have a flexible schedule um, yeah and honestly i don't know what i would do i i i don't know what i would have done had i not been in real estate when this hit i don't know what i would have done <laughs> because Yeah, no, no, I have no idea what I would have done. Thank God, I have no, I have no clue what I would have. I would have figured something out, but intuitively, I have no idea what I would have done.
1: What has real estate been like during this
0: period? Slow, but at least I'm making some money. But honestly, people have to live somewhere. That's never going to go away. Prices fluctuate, interest rates fluctuate, and honestly, since since we entered into phase three. Um, my business has picked up. I'm—I'm—I'm I mean, I'm not a baller or anything with it, but I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> Knock on. I mean. Watch, watch something else. that next week. Right now, as of today, this afternoon. is August eleventh. <laughs> <laughs> August eleventh, everything was fine. August twelfth, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> come on, all the banks shut down. No, <laughs> but uh, only cash deals. That's going to be tough. <laughs> but uh, yeah, as of right now, um, and honestly, I'm newer in real estate, so I'm, I guess I'm going to my. I'm in my second year of doing real estate, um, and uh, yeah, I was, and that's also, we weren't really used to me making a half million dollars a year in real estate. So, you know, you, you tend to, your, your, your lifestyle tends to form around the money that you have, and we're really good at watching our pennies. So it was not really, and I'm also blessed with my, my wife is a, she's a, a therapist. So everything moved over to telehealth and actually her business started cranking, um, and then we had a baby. Yeah, then we had a baby in June. Yeah, right? Just and the hits just keep on. I forgot about the baby. Congratulations. Yeah, right. Then we had a baby. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we already had one kid. We literally had a kid the month we opened run Chicago three years ago. Super smart. And then um but no one's getting any younger. So uh and then we and then we just had a baby in June. So my wife had to take uh you know maternity leave, but then I'm doing real estate, so I can just pick up where she left off. We're just just making, just making it work, making it happen. Um, yeah.
1: How have you managed doing real estate, having a ba- new baby and also managing the gym or how do you spread your time? Oh, I just, I'm always working.
0: I, well, I, I, I literally, we live above the gym <laughs> that we, we figured that out when we move, when we move locations, we figured out that we could actually, there was a, there was an apartment available with it's three bedrooms. It's lovely. It's huge. <laughs> it's a couple thousand square feet, which in Chicago, Chicago is great. Um, yeah. So again, lucky. I, I don't even know, man. I'm just, I don't know. I, I think, I think, I think if you do good and try and try to treat people right, things tend to work out. So yeah, I live above the gym. So I just literally walk downstairs in the morning, teach a class, people come in and I go back and I go back, I go back to, go back to answering emails, um, running the gym. I have a, I have a great team now. So I really only teach in the mornings now. I teach one, one evening and the rest I have, uh, but honestly, COVID also taught me that we don't have to have as many classes as we had before. You know, me, Mr. Hustler, I had to teach 40 classes a week. We had no clients. I don't know why I would have put 40 classes up on a schedule. We had no clients. Like the week we opened, we had like 35 classes. So now we have like 15, 16. And we're not going to have any more until those classes fill up, which they're kind of starting to now. So we might have to add more. But also the reduced class schedule, which also means I can have other people teach for me and not go broke so yeah paying the instructors is always the first thing <laughs> instructors then rent
1: you <laughs> so, seem like you have yeah. a really great moral compass and obviously you're very you're hustling and you're crazy and i'm wondering like what inspires you who inspires you to kind of be this way
0: um you know it's i don't know i i it's it's the way, literally the way i've always been i, I went door to door washing cars in the second grade that's not an exaggeration <laughs> in kinder, in first grade, I had a girl that made a uh, girl. We were we were kids. I had I had a had a girl make friendship bracelets for me, and I sold them to people. And then uh, in second grade, I went door to door washing cars. Then I obviously did the lawn care business, where my dad would drop me off in the station wagon in the morning, cut a lawn. He'd pick me up on his lunch break, and I would cut a lawn in the afternoon. So really, I've been doing this for about forty years since I was about five years old. So I don't, and now I just you know, now it's just what I do. And I'm inspired by my family, by my wife, by my kids. Um, I just want them to see, you know, like I wasn't blessed with a super, a lot of intelligence. Um, what I make up for an, it what I lack in intelligence and formal education, I make up with uh work ethic and, uh, an incredible memory <laughs> that, that that's what I do. I can remember everything about everybody at all times, but, um, yeah, my, 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 yeah, my, my family, my, my family now is what keep me going. Who knows? Maybe I would have stopped working so hard if I had not a family. I'm gonna like for- forget this. I'm gonna go deliver pizzas or something. Not that there's anything wrong with delivering pizzas. <laughs> but I would have only done that. Uh, not, that
1: so if you can go back to January, knowing what you know now about the world, would you tell yourself any, anything differently?
0: No. No. I, I we were we're a small gym. We didn't have a gigantic overhead. So yeah, not really. I like I said, like everything, maybe it's my attitude, but I honestly think, because we, because my, me and my wife, like what we would have done different, take it more back like two years ago, like before we opened Run Chicago, like I was, we were making good money. My, my wife owned her own business. I was making six figures. We were fine. We didn't buy a house. We opened Run Chicago instead. But if we'd had a big mortgage and I was making six figures one week and the next week I was making nothing. Man we, my wife and I talked about this when everything shut down. We're like, at least we did run. Thank God. You know, it, it doesn't make any sense, but I think it's, uh, I don't know if I would have told myself, I don't, I don't know if I would have told myself anything different in January. I would have been like, Oh damn it. <laughs> Let's get a whole lot of people in before we all shut down. But I don't know what I would have done different. I, I really believe me as every business owner, you're always thinking, what if, what if, what if? Um, if anything, run Chicago, uh, sorry, if anything, COVID taught me to have fewer classes on the schedule. (laughs) So if anything, it made me really smart. Like now if everything opened up tomorrow, I mean, we might add a few when they fill up and then if they don't fill up, you won't have them. I don't know. COVID just taught me about supply and demand in a really, really hard way.
1: That makes a lot of sense and a very healthy mindset. I feel like. Um, so with that, um, what do you think is going to be most important for your business or what we tell other businesses going forward?
0: You know, I mean, sometimes I think businesses that go out of business, the owner and no judgments. Cause believe me, I've felt this many, many times you give up. You just can't give up as long as you don't give up. Like we may close one day. It may happen. It's fine. If it did, I, Oh, also I made peace with, we had to close down, we closed down. I, you know, like what's more most important, you know, like me killing myself, doing this, like if it, everything's going okay in quotes, everything's going okay. Um, but I would tell, I would tell business owners to not give up if you love what you're doing, or if you really care about what you're doing, you just can't give up. You just can't give up. You just, it sucks. It's terrible. <laughs> Running a business is, so now I technically run two businesses. Um, you just can't give up. You just got, you just got to, you, I don't know. You just go to work. You just keep doing it. If you, if you think too much, you get in trouble. You, you, thinking, think <laughs> Thinking randomly is bad. Strategizing is good. Thinking randomly is terrible. I would tell business owners, just don't give up. And if you, and if it doesn't work out to not beat yourself up, because running a business sucks, man. Like if you want to give up and, or if you just feel like you want to give up, just go ahead and give up. It's fine. If if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Like, God, I see businesses closed down now. And I'm like, I get that. <laughs> I totally get that. Good for you, bro. I don't know what you're doing now, but I hope you're happy. Um, seriously, I totally get the, uh, I totally get the impulse to be just like, screw it. I'm out of here. Um, honestly, Honestly, that's why I tell business owners now, just like, just know that you can do it. Um, you know, if it's worth it to you, if it's not worth it to you and if this this COVID thing has taught you that it's not worth it, take that lesson, take that lesson. I might take that lesson next month if this all goes shut down again. I, honestly, we got completely shut down again. I don't, I I don't know. I I don't know if I could really pull it off if we had to completely shut down again, because we were shut down for, we didn't bring any revenue in for three or four months. And as a business that wasn't flush with cash or credit, you know, so, yeah.
1: So with that, what are your thoughts then for the next month, quarter and year, hopefully without being shut down? I'm literally just taking it day by day.
0: And I joke with our, I joke with our members that if, if (laughs) it's like, it's like a situation where we're not allowed to have a lot of people in the class. Cool. (laughs) <laughs> great. That was kind of always my thing anyway. I, I you know, at, at, FFC, I would have like strength classes where I would have 60 people. If I had to have 60 people in my gym, every class to keep going, no, that just wouldn't work out. But you know, we, we, we're, we're lean enough. Uh, we're, we're lean enough now that we can get by with very little. Um, and I have amazing, amazing instructors. I have amazing. that's how, that's honestly how I'm able to do real estate is I have people teaching for me at night that I can really trust and that are just amazing. <laughs> they're just, they're just really, really like, I'm, I'm like the worst instructor we have now. <laughs> and I fully, I fully feel that. I, in some disciplines, they're much better than me. Um, yeah, that's literally the way I feel now. I'm like, Oh, I'm the worst one. I'll just teach the morning classes and, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do some live hip hop DJing, <laughs> you know, while they run and everybody seems to like it. Everybody seems to be into it. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, yeah, we're small. We're cool. We'll keep going. Sorry. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so I, uh, it's been interesting to see how the world is obviously impacted with COVID. And then now we're almost having dual issues going on in America today with racism kind of at the center stage. And I know Chicago was also recently had another uh, looting um, yesterday as of August 10th. And I don't, don't know exactly what the – we don't know exactly what the reasons for, but – Could you share how this is impacting you, racism,
0: and just overall? I mean, honestly, it hasn't – we haven't been affected as much as other other businesses have been affected uh, because we're so small. But uh, honestly, like we had – I got texts uh, Monday morning, 6 6 a.m., people saying they weren't coming in because of the violence, um, because they were scared to leave their house. So I guess I am – I guess I just pretend I'm not affected. I guess that's how I'm, I'm dealing with it. <laughs> I'm just moving forward and doing what we have to do, but at the same time, I it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart to see that, and it not and lives are more important than stores. But it's more upsetting to me that that someone doesn't feel that they have enough to lose. Where smashing a window isn't stupid, but I think that they feel that way, and it breaks my heart that someone thinks like stealing a Gucci bag is the only way out. And I. As a white man, I don't get that, but I know that I'm a white man, and I know that I don't get that. But there, that's just total despair. Oh, I'm gonna score some tennis shoes. How bad must your life suck to you'll do that? Oh my God, it's awful! How terrible! Like I don't do that because I don't. Because I would, if I went to jail for a month, my life would be significantly different. I would probably lose my family. Um, I, I have so much to lose, and to feel that you have nothing left to lose is is heartbreaking luckily we haven't been affected by the looting and there was looting on our block and for some reason i don't know i don't know someone just looked in there and went "Oh, 12 treadmills how sad is that i don't want to mess with that guy (laughs) never i've never never have i ever been so thankful to have very little to steal (laughs) i'm sure they were like "Eh, whatever this guy looks like he's just trying to struggle (laughs) too so uh yeah so we haven't really been affected by it, but honestly, the 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 city, the the attitude in the city is down, and that hurts us. I'm sure that hurts us. I'm sure P- I, as a real estate agent, I have two people. Like, I'm not even that big of a real estate agent, but I have two people right now that I'm looking for homes in the suburbs who told me they would never move to the suburbs. They're like, "Oh, hey, Keith, uh, you, you want to go check out Arlington Heights this weekend? Sure, I'll go check out Arlington Heights with you this weekend. Sure. I guess if I someone has to win, I guess I guess that could be me. So. Cool.
1: Uh, that's fascinating. Thankfully, Run has not been affected with any of the uh, glass breaking. Um, but I guess, what do you think other business owners can do to help uh, with what's going on? Because um, you are in an interesting position, as you said, like someone's texting you at 6 a.m. They can't come to class. So you might not think you're necessarily affected, but you are kind of in the
0: middle of it. Sure. Um, I mean, I, you know, I think everybody... I think everybody just needs to care about everybody else and just realize that you don't, you don't know what the people are going through and put everything in perspective. It's a business. If my business, is, if my business goes out of business, heck, at least I did it for three years, man. What are the stats of businesses that don't make it a you know, year you know, or they fail in the first couple of years? We made it three years? That's insane. So if, if it took a global pandemic to shut it down, okay, okay, I, I give, uncle if that's what happens that's what happens you know if the place gets hit by a meteor i guess we're going down but i guess that's that's what happens that's what happens but honestly i think what we can all do as business owners is just realize that people are suffering and realize that it's not all about us it's not all about us we don't understand what people are going through and let that help you keep your perspective like would i rather lose my business or would i rather you know <laughs> would I would I would I consider smashing windows as a good option for my life? Like, uh, no, I'm okay. I, I'm okay. I, I I check my privilege weekly, but you know, I have it.
1: Yeah. So, um, moving off uh, that that the topic, and uh, wondering, when you think about the future from now, five years? What do you want to take away from this pandemic uh, that you might have gained during this period?
0: Um, perspective, <laughs> perspective, um, yeah, whether or not run is around in five years, I will have learned a lot. I will learned a lot about adapting. Um, I'll learn about, um, I've learned about how to adapt and, you know, I always call it paint yourself into a corner paint yourself into a corner you can't get out you're locked to it you know there might be bloody fingerprints me, me being dragged out of there by the sheriff but uh, you know that aside run, run will be fine but um honestly the things that we're going to appreciate and we already appreciate during this you know the little things in life are what really really count or what really really count that's why like if run closes down at least i still have my family oh you know i have my family so i I'm ahead.
1: So with the last words of advice, would you give yourself or to other business owners as like a takeaway um, uh, as you move forward?
0: Uh, adapt and be able to take people's advice. One big, one, one, one big mistake that I made at the very beginning was I didn't have, I mean, I didn't have a lot of people to ask, or maybe I did, and I just didn't take advantage of it, but I definitely, but I definitely ask everybody now for help. Um, yes, I'm running my business, but day to day, I just ask for advice from my instructors. They're all, they're all amazing women that are way smarter than me that I get ideas daily from. Um, yeah, we'll have an indoor running class going at the same time as a running class as a class in the park. I never, I should have been doing classes in the park last year. People love it. It's really fun (laughs) out in the sunshine in the springtime in Chicago. Why wasn't I doing that last year? Anyway, even, even if everything completely opens up, we'll definitely be taking advantage of the outdoors, but, uh. I would, um, I, I would, I would, I would tell everybody just to keep the perspective and uh, only the end of the world is the end of the world. Everything else is, you know, you got, they got tomorrow.
1: That's awesome, Keith. Well, I really appreciate you being here and restarting America. And I wish that uh, each month will get better at Run Chicago. I, hopefully the real estate market will continue to go well for you and uh, check out Run Chicago. I highly recommend it. It's in West Town, Chicago, if you're in Chicago. And uh, check out you talk to Keith about real estate. He knows what he's doing. Uh, he's he's gonna be uh, your friend and hustlers for you. So uh, <laughs> that, that's kind of guy seems to be on your side. So thank you, Keith, for being here and Restarting America. It was really fun thank, to talk thank to you.
0: Thank you, Jeremy. Appreciate it, man. Thank you.
1: Thank you for listening to Restarting America. You can find more episodes like this at restarting-america.com and in your favorite podcast app. Restarting America is produced by 97Switch.